You know what we should do after Sailor Moon? Huh. Card Captor Sakura. <gasps> what? Do you want me to be on mic? Yeah, get on that fucking mic. Okay, I'm on the mic. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Card Captor Sakura is? I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's like a Sailor Moon show, but like it's her, her stuffed bear, and this moody boy, and they have to capture tarot cards by like being friends with them or like Wait, understanding their great. trauma. Yeah. Did you want to say hi or no? Hi. Hi. You're listening to your Once in a Moon podcast. In the name of the moon, I'll podcast you. Yep, that's right. Every full moon, get a new episode. Uh, and that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about the original anime Sailor Moon and uh, the live action Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. And compare them and contrast them. Um, and right now we are about to get a reading as well. Or an oracle? What is this? Um, I was just going to pull a card from the Gabby Bernstein, The Universe Has Your Back deck. Okay. I'm looking at these like really cool Sailor Moon like, tarot deck. Um, lots of cool ones for like $70. I was kind of looking for like an all right one for like 20 In case this got cut out, we're trying to figure out how we want to open the episodes going forward. Oh, I've found what you need. Yeah, that looks great. It's just one card, though. It's not like... Which one is it? I can't see from here. I don't have my glasses on. The Fool. Oh, yeah. Poor Usagi. Yeah. I'm going to check this person and see if they have a hole. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. In every moment, the universe is conspiring to bring me toward right-minded thinking and the energy of love. That's very positive. (laughs) Energy of love is... That's on track for these episodes. I guess... I mean, it is literally. So, I can't believe you've never seen Cardcaptor Sakura. No, I've never heard of this. Oh, wow. It's like the best. I'm sure it's had like a like revival too. Um, I'm going to post a trailer to Cardcaptor Sakura in our shit. Or something. Like Cardcaptor Sakura. Yeah, I'm Googling it too so I can see pictures. All right. And this trailer is uh, for Cardcaptor Sakura OP1. Catch me. Kanata Megumi. This might be the Japanese one and not a dub one, but it's fine. Okay, ready? Uh, go. Roller skate. That's kind of what my hair looks like. A little bit, actually. You have the hair color of Karkar Sakura. What is that? I love it. That's her Luna. It's her stuffed bear. Or stuffed lion, I think. I'll be honest. I'm gonna put the dub one in. This didn't do enough for me. I think it looks cute. The dub opening. Uh, dub OP. Ready? Uh, go. Oh, this looks so cool already. Today on Card Captors. This makes it look more like Yu-Gi-Oh, though. Yeah. Shadow Wood Sword Thunder Power Sleep. 
This theme song is a vibe. Ah, I see. This looks great. So I think the difference between the original and the dub was Pokemon was popular. <laughs> yes, I can see that. Like saying all the names and stuff. Yeah. I remember um, this is like such a dumb kid memory. But I remember being so mad at um, my sister because we were at Blockbuster and they had her like staff her big like beak staff and she grabbed it and said look like from Digimon and I was like no it's <laughs> not what that's from it's a different show <laughs> uh, but yeah okay uh, are you ready to get serious I am always fucking serious these are some serious episodes we gotta talk about don't worry in the edit that'll look so much better but uh yeah so um we are here for our third, technically fourth. I'll, uh, by the time this is up, have an episode zero right before episode one. There's just a recut of our uh, first try at this. But this is our uh, third In the Name of the Moon, I'll podcast you. And what that means is it is a monthly show every full moon to look at uh, the Sailor Moon anime and compare it to Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. And with that, um, we just looked at the op to uh card captor sagura which ali had never heard of or seen never heard of that looks great though right looks silly so much fun because like um the thing i remember is like that um she's doing it and then this like dude with a sword shows up and also has his own cars he's capturing some of them but he's like really rude but he has like this like girl with him he's always like really rude to the girl and then one day you find out that like her bird went missing one time and it was raining and then the boy came back with the bird, even though he's never been nice to her. Oh, yeah. Why'd you spoil that? That's my shit. That is your shit. That's the most you shit there could be besides like big Catholic family car dinners. It's not my fault. He's Jesus. That would be Dom Toretto there. Uh. <laughs> I threw really bad. Sorry. Yeah, that was the sound of playing with our cat, apparently. Uh, but no, um, so today we're looking at episodes 16 through 20 of the Sailor Moon anime and episode five of the, uh, live action pretty guard Sailor Moon. This will even out once we've met all of the Sailor Guardians, but right now, um, the live action very quickly established all of them and it takes like 30 episodes for, uh, the, uh, for the anime. But, um, with that, what I do have to say though, is you have cursed me a little bit. Why? You should. Okay, I don't want to say names or exact ages, but with a TikTok baby. <laughs> You're still upset about the TikTok I'm baby? I'm so fucking upset because, like, I have to talk about it, but, like, I'm not going to randomly tell, like, one of my other co-hosts this and be like, hey, you ever seen a fucking TikTok baby? Why not? They might know. I don't know if they TikTok. I re- Here's what I remember. I was looking at pictures of horseshoe crabs. Then you said... There was nothing about horseshoe crabs in this story. What? I was place setting. Like, lots of stories start like, I was at dinner. No, I was looking... I was at my computer here, looking at shit. Why were you looking at horseshoe crabs? I was trying to find, like, a haunted Delaware book. I thought you were looking for my anime I wanted to watch. I was trying to find a cryptid haunted book on delaware and like local myths and legends because 
of something that you're working on. And like when I looked up books that in Delaware, lots of them were about like horseshoe crabs. But regardless, <laughs> besides the point. Well, I was not privy to this half of the content. <laughs> then how did this TikTok baby come up? What did I say? Ginny was in my lap. Ginny is our very large cat. Very large. Very evil. And <laughs> no, the other one's very evil. He's very large. The little one is very evil. Um, And I said something about him being the size of a baby. And you tried to tell me no. He's and bigger so than a baby. I told you that the TikTok baby was bigger than him. And then I was like, what do you fucking mean about the TikTok baby? I assumed it was like a filter somebody had, like where they were like, I'm the big baby. Let's talk about capitalism. Like, not an actual baby. You're very, like, that's all you've been able to think about for like the last 36 hours is this TikTok baby. Because it's fucked up. Because like, the second you tried to describe this baby to me, you were like, oh, and this baby is, and then I said exploited, and then you said yes. vegan. <laughs> I said yes first. Yes. But the gist is that she's following this young, very vegan mother on Twitter and TikTok, TikTok, whatever. Those are very different things. You're following this person. I was like, okay, I'm sure our cat is larger than this baby. And were you right or was I right? You were right. I was wrong. Thank you. This baby is larger than our 22 pound cat. And at first you said this baby was around two years old. And I was like, okay, that's big for a two year old. And then later on, you said, actually, he's under a year old. And I was like, fuck, that's he's twice as large as a two year old. And he's half it. He's four babies. He's four times the baby. I'm betting people are going to know who we're talking about. This baby's fucking bigger than his mom. Like this baby is like a giant. (laughs) This baby's going to like grab whole crabs and stick them in his mouth and eat them like and also fucking to add more details <laughs> the first video you showed me was his fucking mom <laughs> chopping coconuts with machetes on the floor with him okay i don't follow them that closely on tiktok i didn't know that was the video i clicked on but no just like it was just a whole thing but like hey uh just I, I had never seen a larger baby but now he can't focus on sailor moon because he's too concerned about this baby this young ogre is gonna like this fight. This is a wolves. real child that you're bullying. Ogre's not a bad thing. Like ogres are like onions. Ogre in like the like cool Japanese way of like oh I'm dealing with toxic masculinity and power and physicality. But no, so this fucking baby is just a very large baby. This like is gonna like. <laughs> eat whole animals one day. How are you tying this into Sailor Moon? Because fucking I've often said that Sailor Moon is like Yu Yu Hakusho, which is like Dragon Ball, and both of those shows feature ogres. They're just like big sportsmen with cool horns and bad haircuts, and that's going to be this baby in like a year when he's fully grown. Gohan is the wrong size and shape for his age. He's a Saiyan, though. Like, he's going to be little until he gets real big. Right, but he's, like, little and bulky. This is, like, the fucking most brolic. Like, this baby looked like fucking, like, J.D. Drake or some shit. (laughs) Which, like, all babies do, I guess. But I think most babies do. 
regardless, my point is just you showed me a very large baby and a very small mom and that was being exploited by being a main character on like a TikTok and being into a diet. And that baby is going to feast one day on the flesh of like a whole rock or a whole crab or like just grab like a clam and eat it in one bite. Uh, and that and that takes us to episode 16 of Sailor Moon. A girl's dream. Usagi becomes a bride. <laughs> what a segue. I just had to talk about this fucking beefed up baby, you know? This like heel gaijin wrestler in 90s all Japan of a baby. <laughs> this fucking Stan Hansen. Um, but yeah, so... um. In this episode, um, the home economics teacher, Miss Akiyama, is very happy and dreamy because her wedding's coming up. But we later learn it's not ideal because she's 34 and he's short. Usagi says something along the lines of she believes it in possibly high standards. Um, and then there is a moment, too, where I thought that Nephrite was going to be a hot boy homewrecker when he finds Mrs. Akiyama and like is touching her, her silk. And yeah, just um and that wasn't a euphemism. She was shopping the, her wedding dress fabric for the contest that you brushed over. Let me do <laughs> the basic premise is their home ec teacher is hand making a dress and then there is a homemade dress contest and the girls try and get into it but they don't. And then they find out that there's something going on and their home ec teacher has been debified and they have to save her and the p- people at the contest so that she could be happy. The end. Um, what do you think of th- this episode, baby? It was like a cute little fluffy episode. Um, Nefert's hot. Yeah. That's what I got out of this episode. It's the 90s and he's evil. He's hot. He's got a hot car. He has a hot wood house. I keep thinking you're to say wife. <laughs> he's a hot star power. He does not have a hot wife yet. 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 And I'm slightly concerned about... We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is they're talking about like home ec and stuff. And their teacher is like very dreamy because she's like... Making a dress to get married in. That's the first time we've seen a teacher that isn't Miss Haruna. Who's apparently the English teacher. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I just assumed she was like homeroom. Because Usagi's always late. So, but I guess she just says English first period. I assume she was English actually because she's like more outgoing. I mean she's outgoing clearly an English teacher. Because she's more outgoing. And like that's how they would code her in like a 90s like anime you know. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? And like she does like act like an English teacher too but yeah right it just didn't occur to me that they like went to other classes yeah sometimes um and yeah there's a lot of stuff that happens in this episode like um like a big thread is like Usagi wants to get the free wedding that comes with the like contest and like imagines I'll just marry two guys which is like an improvement I think from like her previous situation because uh, like it's a lot easier to like marry two guys like than to make sure the guy you marry is tuxedo mask. Right, like it'd be a lot easier for her if Matoki was tuxedo mask, but she's not against just marrying both of them anyway. Whoever tuxedo mask may be. Yeah, that way she can be on the beach later 
get, getting a drink from Matoki and watch Tuxedo Mask windsurfing. I love it so much. But no, this is like another of. I think it's fucked up, but I don't think it's fucked up. That like, of course, this is what would matter to them. And like, I like how this show presents things that like are fucked up standards, but like seems aware of them as like having fun with like girls engaging with things they like in like extreme situations. Like this didn't feel as like exploitative as like a marriage crazy episode could because like didn't really push forward like anything too negative it's just like man these girls are are like way too young and dumb and they think they're way older than they are right but i like how ray and usagi are like two totally different characters and they clash and they have such different personalities and they want the same stupid teenage girl shit yeah i love it even now it's only a little bit like, not a little bit, but, like, it's only now that we're seeing a lot of people rejecting that at this point. A lot of people at this point, like, in their lives want these kind of things, you know? Right. And, like, when they get older, they're like, oh, wait, I should probably, like, do some stuff with my life, huh? But, yeah, um, and there's lots of stuff, like, um, Usagi tries to steal her mom's curtains, she was so cute, tiptoeing around. I am the pretty cat burglar, Usagi the kid. She was so cute in that scene. Um, and we get more of her and her mom's relationship between that scene and Ray coming over to try to learn how to oh, sew. Oh, yeah. And, like, Ray leaves, which you realize that, like, Usagi's mom isn't, like, a good homemaker or whatever. Right. Well, not that she's a good home, not a good homemaker, just that she doesn't know how to sew. Um... And it kind of, like, it'll come up more the next episode how Usagi's family treats her. So, yes. But here, um, like, Ray's clearly being a suck-up, and Usagi's mom is, like, all about it. Um, and it's, like, cute and whatever. that. But even though Ray's kind of being a suck-up, I kind of wonder how true it is to her. When she says, like, oh, I'm so jealous of Usagi, a wonderful mother, like, you must be great at all kinds of things, because we've only seen her with her creepy grandpa. So I feel like, yes, Rei is sucking up, and yes, Usagi's parents are kind of mean to her sometimes, but, like, to Rei, like, I think there is truth in that, that she is just seeing, like, this home life that she doesn't necessarily have. Yeah, because she's kind of, like, very much idealizing... Usagi's like mom and home life and like she lives in the temple with like her grandfather versus like the three bedroom house that like Kusagi has and like there's something like about like there's much more that like Usagi concretely has that she doesn't no and I feel like it's a good it shows how much family dynamics can suck on like every side of the situation because to Ray like she's idealizing this but then she also doesn't see, like, necessarily how Usagi's parents, like, tease her and are mean to her. So, like, it sucks for both of them at the same time in different ways. And, like, not like a teen person, teen girl, whatever, wouldn't be, like, this person's cute, lives alone, and is rich. But, like, she did care about that. Like, she did care about, like, some stuff that was, like, oh, it's very easy to make a family with this, like, with, like, memory. Like, when she was, like, first, like, 
gonna grab him, you know. But uh, yeah. Um, Ray's grandfather is a lot, but also like he's kind of like a foot out of the pervy grandfather trope, though. You know, right? He seems more wholesome than like I think I said Master Roshi last time. Yeah, just because I'm working from a limited sample size of knowledge. He fits in the like goofy elder a little too forward with people, but like offers to marry Ami. That's like not the pervy dude. Right, not in a gross way, just in a gross way. Like it's much more of like, oh, like old people have lived long enough that they're willing to be rude, therefore they're like comedy relief character kind of way, you know? I did like how the teacher got like really dummy and angry and was like so evil hot just damn got rid of her cute big round glasses and instead of like just becoming hot she became like edgy evil purple hot pants hot and her fucking um wedding dress she makes is such a fucking it was so ugly i was so disappointed like it was like a dress for being like an evil empress of like the world and like all the men and all the women will bow before me right but then her real dress was ugly too you know, you gotta work with what you got. I guess. No, she was hot. The scary spider monster was hot. Everyone's hot. Um, there's a point where um they get to the contest and the girls are like, "Oh man, we didn't make outfits." And then like Luna says, "Go dress up and like head to the contest." And like then like Usagi has a really bad dress too. Everybody's wedding dresses were kind of horrible. Yeah. So I did like how when it was time for the fight scene, the happy couple was Ami and Ray coming down. And Usagi was so jealous. Yeah, steal my spotlight. No good, motherfucker. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. That's Jato Jameson, never mind. But uh <laughs> so <laughs> and at the end, um, who gets the bouquet? Ami! Yeah. She totally seems like she's gonna be the one that like of the five of them, when there's actually five, like if like there's like a who got their first kiss or whatever, like I could totally see that being her or something, you know? Like she meets like a nice nerdy like dude named Trevor or some shit. I feel like she's gonna have a smoother first love or a immediately realizes they're evil first love. Do you think Ami is smart enough to realize they're evil? get her first kiss, then kill him? Or is she just like, be like, oh no, I kissed them, and now we can tell they're evil. Anime Ami? Yes. <laughs> Live action Ami? No. Yeah, we'll get there. I've said it before, but like, um, I would totally be like, if I was like a their class, like, Japanese boy, like, I'd like probably like be dating either Naru or or like Ami, because I'd be like, ah, oh, cool. I'm tall. <laughs> I'll go lean on this locker. It'll, it'll work. They're smart. Lean on an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, lean physically or lean the drink? Because lean on an elevator sounds great, too, actually. <laughs> lean on an elevator just sounds like the fucking... You just get destroyed. <laughs> like, you just, like, very briefly get a concussion, then you're good after, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> Your notes were, everyone's too hot for their own good and very supportive of threesomes. Which I agree. Right. I don't care. It can be Usagi and 
Matoki and Tuxedo Mask. It can be Usagi and Rei and Ami. It can be Usagi and Rei and Tuxedo Mask. I'm not picky. Just be all of them. Yeah. I can't count that high, but it can just be all of them, whatever. It'll get more as they go. (laughs) But, um, so then, um, there's episode 17. Kusagi's a model, the flash of the monster camera. There is a famous local muskrat haired photographer boy. Um, I hate that. (laughs) And Usagi wants to meet him because he's famous, but Ray chastises her. And then his camera gets, um, marked by Nephrite, and he wants to take pictures of young girls and eventually are able to save him after they go undercover as models or like it's the kind of thing where like Luna tells Usagi again hey this place you're at there's evil going on this isn't real and she's like no I want to fucking like get some money from this Nigerian prince fuck (laughs) off and they have to fight but yeah um what do you think of this episode? anything against it i just felt like it was kind of a very average episode it didn't go into the weird body shit that like i assumed it would from the like right like i feel like it had it had some cute moments and i feel like the rest of it was just very like neutral um i thought that the colors and the animation were like especially gorgeous this time um Mm -hmm. when the photography boy is He's like hanging off, off, hanging out on like a cliffside. I mean, he does end up hanging off, but he's like hanging out on the cliffside, like taking pictures of the sunset. And like the sunset is so gorgeous. And then Nephrite Mm -hmm. shows up to possess him and is also gorgeous. But then also during the um, during the final battle, like that black and hot pink tie-dye background during the monster battle is so beautiful and it's like really i feel like it's really different than anything we've seen in monster battles before and then also like the rainbow glitching when um like luna and mars and mercury got zapped by the camera like that was really pretty i feel like the colors were like like the colors are always good on sailor moon but like these ones seemed special i like how nobody questions like this local famous landscape like photographer Wants to get pictures of as many young girls as he Think can. He's now that he's famous. Yeah, they're like, yeah, let's go for that. Oh, and he also like <laughs> he lets everybody in. So like, Kusagi's like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm gonna be so hot and so cute, and I'm gonna put on my swimsuit. But Moff's got to it, and oh my god. And then um, there's this fun moment where um, like <laughs> she goes and Naru and Mrs. Harda is there. And Naru cannot stop looking at Mrs. Harner's body and be like, oh, she's so filled out or whatever. It's like what she's doing. Like, oh, she has a butt and she has boobs and I'm 14 and when will I have Right, but boobs? also then Miss Haruna's like feeling weird about her weight and like shouldn't she have learned a lesson? Like, I feel like Miss Haruna's just as bad at learning any lessons from these monsters as Usagi is. But, like, that's the whole point, like having them have like a like young teacher too where like She's involved in all the same grifts they are because like they're kind of like grifts of societal expectation. Like every time it's like, oh, get a pet, get married, get fit. Like it's all the same stuff. And like she's like, I'm under 25, but I don't have like wedding plans. Oh, no, you know. But she goes on like 
four dates a week. Yeah, she's just like go, getting out there. She's like getting on. She's like, mm, man, this dude's short. Man, this dude's not handsome. Um, she feels like she's gonna end up with like some like not attractive taxi driver, but like really love him or something. Like that's yeah. So I want her that. to be happy. I do I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Are we gonna see her more? The school year ended. No, that was summer break. They don't have a real summer break. Like it's like a week or two. It's like spring oh, break. Like oh, okay. No, not really. Unless oh. I'm wrong there, but I'm pretty sure like the school year starts in April, and there's like more small breaks, but so there's not like switching grades no yet? big break. Like it's they switch grades at the start of the series, and then like Ray turned fifteen. Then now, oh, okay. Usagi's fifteen, I think. If it's summer, but regardless, I do want to talk about like. The way her brother treats her, like a brainless bunny, like you can't change that easily. Yeah, no, that's or what wait, he says. That... Yeah, um, but yeah, and like that's it's all just like, the way it is. like, like, sure, like, curse Fabio's bad, but like, her family's bad is like when she tells her mom, Hey, tell my brother to stop treating me like shit for my body and my self image, and she's like, He's gotta get ready for the world, the honey. You don't get your hopes up too much. Also, I feel like Shingo got way older since like the last time we saw him. Like he's, I feel like he aged yeah. up more than Usagi did. Um, and also, that I feel like he's diet. he's kind of dressed raw vegan diet. He's kind of dressed up like Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what he reminded me of. I don't know why. I have no way of knowing what the I. I would have to go back and watch the episode. We're not going to do, but his shirt's just a little bit too short. I think is what it is. Fair. But that those were the vibes I got. Yeah, and like, what happens here is like she goes to the arcade. And like at this point, like we know that Matoki is like actually like a friend to her though, because like he's like letting her know, hey, don't worry about it. But like he's also clearly not like trying to date her or trying to make her like him. Right, like, and he's not saying she's gonna do a good job. She's he's just saying that she should still try. He's just wholesome. like he's just like a nice he's person who works at like local arcade. She's a girl that comes but in and he's also, like hey, Yuzagi. Mamoru is there. Yeah. Mamoru. And he's Mamoru. What does he do? He tells her yes. You should still try. But also like that's not enough. Like being beautiful is not enough. It also matters what's on the inside, a kind heart and the guts to do what she thinks is right and just no matter how hard it might be. And then after she leaves, that's when fucking Matoki is like, yeah, why do you guys always fight? He's like, yes, I don't we know. just aren't meant for each other. Also, it's like, dude, you just like told her that she doesn't right, have But then her answer character. is also what girls can have guts too. That is but I feel true. Like that was the longest conversation they've ever had. And the most respectful, definitely. Like, and probably because Matoki. Do you think he's thinking about Ray when he says that? Yeah. Right, but I, we don't Ray. know that right this second. No, they had, like, Right, the they had a date. We know date they had a date, well. but we don't know, like, that in the next episode they're going to be on another date. Well, okay, if, you have, if you've had a date and you haven't heard otherwise, you're probably still thinking right, positively also, of like, the other. Oh, I wonder... If he's thinking about Ray, or if he's thinking about Sailor Moon, or if he's thinking about Sailor Mars, but we're gonna find out that he is definitely not thinking about either of the Sailor Scouts, so he must be thinking about Ray. Yeah, 
Uh, we do get the first like appearance of like Zoysite here. not the first here. appearance. He showed up. Yeah, pretty much as soon as Nephrite showed up, Zoysite was there. Um, the monster gets the cat-like sneaking Luna um, and the other sailors, and it's just Sailor Moon. And she does the uh, time-honored tradition of, I'm going to make your attack bounce back at Which you. Which was very smart of her. And then wins like, it. She figured that out on her own. No, yeah, she's definitely, like, getting better at this. And, like, I do like the whole, like, oh, girls have guts, like, too. Like, she's not strong. She's not trying to be strong. Like, she is that, like, dumb, like, character that likes what she likes, but then is, like, not, like, a full Goku. Like, she's also, like, self-aware. Like, if she wasn't self-aware, she'd be, like, hot as fuck. Like, cool, like, female, like, Kotobushi kind of but she's more like, oh, I'm sad because I do what I like and it doesn't work out um, how I want, <laughs> you know? Oh, and speaking of doing what you like, we have a little guest. Nope, she's got notice. Oh, she so left. now she has nope. to run away. She's been perceived. So yeah, um, and then her whole family negs her at the end while she gets talked about positively on the TV by the reporter. Then her, her family says, couldn't be fucking Usagi, that son of a bitch. And then she's sleeping soundly. I just, by the end of the episode, I like just felt so sad for her. Right. Like, right. everybody's mean to her. And it's not like she can escape it. What? Because, like, Luna's what? a bitch to her, too. Ray's a bitch. Ami, Ami's less explicitly a bitch, but she still thinks Usagi's stupid and would side with Luna and Ray over Usagi. And then Mamoru's mean to her, and she has no idea how to get into touch with Tuxedo Mask, so. And, like, it really does suck that there's, like, one person that's nice to her. And it's, like, a dude who's just, like, a lo- like, it's, he's great. Like, um, there should be more characters that are just him that, like, aren't even aware. And, like, there's going to be that point where, like, she meets his girlfriend and his crush, because she's, like, oh, no. He has a girlfriend? You, you have a girlfriend? <laughs> He's like, hey, Usagi. And then, like, his girlfriend will say something like, oh, like, he mentioned how there was, like, a like couple cute friends oh, that, like, came here to your kids. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of cute kids, that's going to bring us yeah. into the next episode very nicely. Um, <laughs> very nicely, very evilly. Episode 18 Shingo's Love, the Grieving Doll. Um, so this one opens. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing. Threw off my groove. I'm gonna throw you out the window. <laughs> no, no. Um. So it opens up in the Dark Kingdom with Cream Barrel. <laughs> Cream Barrel. I clapped so that it was over. It's I a so that it was over. new BT character for. Uh, <laughs> uh, for Ryan um, in the Dark Kingdom, Queen Barrel scolds Nephrite for failing. Zoysite shows up again to offer to help him, which Queen Barrel is like, yep, go help him. And Nefred's like, um, no, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. I don't want him. <laughs> which, like, good for him. Um, Shingo's friend Mika, the little girl from the perfume pet Chanella episode, has just yeah. won a doll making contest. And she offers Shingo the doll that she won with. But he's getting teased by their classmates for liking her and accidentally ends up breaking the doll and making her cry. 
Usagi gets like assaulted by a couple little girls who are like, you need to go tell your brother not to be so mean and make him apologize. So then when Usagi makes him go over to apologize to Mika, he gets interrupted because Nephrite in his Misato Sanjoin outfit (laughs) drives up to go talk to Mika and her mom because Mika is the next target and who is going to produce the most amount of energy right now. Um, When Shingo (laughs) does get in to go see Mika, she's obviously possessed and he's sad and tells Usagi. And for once, Usagi realizes, oh, hey, that's weird that she's not acting like herself. Something's up. Um, So she tells... She tells Shingo to make her something nice because girls like nice presents. And then her and Ami go to the doll <laughs> exhibition to go check out what's going on and see if there's a monster. <laughs> completely separately. Oh, doll <laughs> exhibition, not doll exhibition. And then completely separately from that, Ray's there on a date with Mamoru. And then they have to team up to defeat the monster. It's just like a really cute episode. I can't get over how much drama is in this kid relationship. Like how much true love, like intensity is in like these two eight-year-olds right now. Like it's more than what's going on in the main cast. You don't remember being eight and having a crush? No, it's by (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. But yes, I do. But it was never that dramatic. It was always like, oh no, I fucking... Said some shit That's and like then what, like ran grade, away. Like yes, second grade, third grade. Um, this episode's creepy as fuck because like they're all French <laughs> dolls that are handmade. Haunted doll watch. Yeah, um, they're all haunted. And some of them are vampires. Um, and like this whole thing where like I do need to like downvote family again because Mika's mom shows up and is like, "Hey, Mika, that doll you're making is crying." <laughs> Like, oh, like, look at how, like, deeply depressed this doll you're making is with real human Amish hating features. And um, we watched some Amish ghost show where, like, they couldn't have dolls had human faces. That's what I. It's a joke for two. But um, just if you ever show up to your daughter's room and she's making a French doll that's crying. You gotta Maybe have a ask real her what talk happened with in her. school that day. Yeah, be like, oh no, Shingo? Like, you should immediately be like, you should immediately be proposing what you think happened, and you should probably be right. Otherwise, you're neglectful. I agree. I think. You know? Uh, and of course, like, um, I love the present that Shingo makes, which, like, he's trying to make like Sailor Moon, piggy. but, like, Kusagi. I like that after two episodes of Usagi's family kind of being mean to her. Like, we get, like, this nice little wholesome sibling relationship. Yeah. Like, they're still rough and teasing, yeah. but it feels it feels much more like a teasing sibling relationship than, like, actually hurtful like it did in the last couple episodes. Yeah. I liked how clearly not into this whole thing. Like, he was afraid was. of the dolls. It wasn't that he wasn't into them. He was scared. Also, it kind of felt like the reason that, like, Ray liked them was because she liked, like, weird fucked yes, up, like, definitely. horror definitely. It was, like, I'm sad she didn't get to do more against the dolls because I feel like this episode and the summer vacation episode are very 
they should be more focused on Ray's Shrine Maiden powers. Like, they feel more Shrine Maiden power-esque than Sailor Scout-esque. But then we also get Mamoru and Nephrite walking into each other. <laughs> they bump into each other, and it gets all glitchy anime. <laughs> Freeze screen. I think... I think that's what happened before they had like grinder. <laughs> Glitchy anime freeze screens. Yeah, they had like a like new type flash. Um, and so they have like the glitchy freeze frame. Um, Mamru's like, can I help you? And Nefer really, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were someone else. So like, what? New so, top like, flash. Who? Who? Who does Nefrite think he is? I'm so excited for all of these fun little tidbits that we're finding out. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, that's for true. Um, yeah, just this is. I just love how everybody is like good at, at like something very specific and creepy that they know, and like it's like very much like let's delve into like it's like the creator of Sailor Moon had to look in somebody's house, write down like twenty things, and that was the first like twenty like, episodes basically. I feel like it almost makes it more impressive. That this is the time that Usagi realizes something is up is because I feel like this is actually a plausible situation. Like, it's plausible for there to be a doll making contest. And it's plausible for the little girl whose mom makes dolls to also make dolls and be able to win. And, like, those all, those all seem like things that are just established in the town outside of the monsters and that the monsters just like it was convenient that the monsters had this to rely on whereas like the wedding dress that should have been suspicious that at the same time that the home act teacher who can who always wanted to make her own wedding dress gets engaged there's all of a sudden a wedding dress competition well that competition wasn't made by nephrite though that was already happening like we see the promoter yeah so like this dobbing contest and the dress contest were both happening because, like, they live in a big city, I guess. Like, there's, like, companies and, like, weird pop-up, like, businesses and stuff, and they want to have contests get whatever. But um, what I think is interesting is that um, she realized because her teacher was acting strange and, like, she was interested. But, like, with Shinko, she thought it was not a thing until later because, like, her thought was, like, oh... Of course you pissed her off and, like, she wouldn't want to see you versus, like, oh. Right, and then once she's like, wait, this is a problem. First she's like, oh, maybe it's haunted dolls. That's exciting. And Luna's like, maybe it's a monster. And she's like, oh, well, then Ray and Ami can handle that. But they yeah. don't even tell Ray about it. And it just happens that Ray and Mamoru are out on a date. I have a yes. I have a question for you. Yes. Based off of last episode that we did. There is a Halloween costume episode. Um, do you think that in the anime she's going to figure out Mamoru's tuxedo mask, or is there going to be a costume party episode where he dresses up like tuxedo mask and she mistakes him first? And says, he oh, can't it dress be up him. as tuxedo mask. He doesn't know he's tuxedo mask. No, they're going to like a costume ball, and he like puts on a mask. People are like, "Oh, like you're being tuxedo mask." Like. All the guys are doing. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's going to be an accident. I don't think so. I think it's going to be an accident. Accident? 
Uh, oh, it's the one in episode ends with um, Mika bringing Shingo a Sailor Moon action figure for coming to save her. And I just think, so between the action figure that at the end of this episode and then at the beginning of the next episode, there's a claw machine that has Tuxedo Mask, Sailor Moon, Sailor V, Sailor Mars, Sailor Mercury, and Queen Barrel toys in it. So I just think it's interesting that... Sailor Moon is known enough for there to be merchandise. I mean, yeah. Probably from like people's accounts. It's not a hard character to describe. She's just like, oh, she's like a twin tail pig bun. Like, that's gotta be weird whatever. for her. Like, that's gotta be weird for her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hard. It's like nobody can trademark the thing. It's just been to be cute versus like a like comic book. Yeah, no, I like I like thing, it. I thought know? it was adorable. I got like I popped when I saw all the stuffies in the claw machine. Stuffies in the claw machine. But yeah. What would the like second hand Sailor Moon plush say? Would it be like yeah. Moon <laughs> Tack? <laughs> like um don't cross the line about crossing the street, like the kind of like weird, like yeah, bad quote of hers. Okay, yeah, ready for the big one? Ready for the <laughs> big one. Episode 19, Usagi's Joy, a love letter from Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> this episode is a lot. Okay. Put it out there. Zoise is trying to convince Queen Beryl to sentence Nephrite to the eternal sleep, just like Jadeite, for continuing to fail. But... Nephrite claims to know Sailor Moon's true weakness. Tuxedo mask. <laughs> so his solution is to send every girl in town a love letter from Tuxedo Mask asking her to come meet him at the mall that night. When he's scoping out the mall ahead of time as Masato, Naru runs into him with a massive crush and asks if he's Tuxedo Mask, leading him to believe that she's Sailor Moon. This guy that made my sister real anxious. He's so <laughs> well, she hot. Didn't necessarily connect the two. He just happened to show up right at the same time she started getting aggressive and possessed by a monster. Um, so Naru shows up to at that night to see him, and he's wearing a ridiculous tuxedo mask outfit. But she clearly can see that he's not tuxedo mask, or that he could be tuxedo mask, but she can clearly see that he's Masato also, and. When he realizes she's not Sailor Moon, he just sucks up all of her energy anyway. Um, Usagi shows up to meet Tuxedo Mask and has to go rescue Naru. Miramaru is just chilling, walking down the street, and then he gets another headache and tuck headache and transforms into <laughs> Sorry, I'm excited. Okay. Miramaru is just walking down the street chilling, and then he gets another headache and transforms into Tuxedo Mask and goes to help Sailor Moon. Um, they fight Nephrite, but they end up getting tricked and trapped in the elevator shaft, and Sailor Mercury and a sick Sailor Mars show up to help defeat him. However, Nephrite isn't punished because of how powerful the energy was that he stole from poor Naru. Yeah, um, yeah, um when you said poor Naru, I was like, poor Naru, it's my new character. This episode's rough on her. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of, like, go into, like, um... Oh, yeah, and now we're going to um, make it actually exploitative. Like, the fact that, like, Nephrite knows that she likes him. Because, like, he doesn't care. He's like, 
Oh, okay. Well, if you're Sailor Mood, show up. Okay, but do you remember why we started doing this podcast for real? No. So, so. Tell me. <laughs> now. <laughs> Baby. So we did episode zero because you didn't have a podcast to go up that week. And you weren't stressed about it, but I was super stressed about it. So I was Not so stressed about it. I was good. So I I'll make told you what I would be willing to do is I would be willing to do Wheels up, heels up. So I told you, oh well we could do the we could do Sailor Moon, we could do I gave you like three options. Um and so we ended up doing <laughs> Sailor Moon. Um and so we ended up doing Sailor Moon. And I don't like podcasting. I'm still trying to get comfortable doing it. So I was kind of like, okay, we did it once. I don't have to do it anymore. Like, that was a nice, fun thing. But, okay, cool. Then, do you really not remember this? I saw a TikTok about a certain ship and a certain tragic ending that a certain ship has. And then I called you. And freaked out. Tell him. It was like, okay, now we have to keep watching Sailor Moon and doing the podcast because I need to see Naruto. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm a hype man right now. I really like to like be at like a 2004 yeah. rap show right now and be like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> you really don't remember that? Yes. You really don't remember that? I remember now that you said it, but it was about Naruto and fucking. Yeah. right? Yeah. Like, spoilers, ship? I guess. They're going to be a real ship, but he's going to die. And, and that's why we're doing this podcast. And, and that's why we're doing this podcast. To be called I nephew. called you and I was like, oh my god. A, I found out Jadeite dies. So sad. But B, I found out that new Jadeite dates Naru. And they're in love. And then he dies. And then you sent me the stuff about the, 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 the live on ice. That was all the same. That was all the same. Yeah. Very, the same. very same manic theory. half hour. Um... Okay, well, to that effect, this has a Monsters, Inc. ending where Nephrite's like, it's all right, because I found out the power of actually loving me, me is more than the power of stress. Yes, yeah, yes. But also, like, I think he's genuinely, I think, yes, he's being manipulative and is going to use her. But also, I think he is genuinely surprised and confused by it. Like, yeah, that's, like, that's love, baby. Like, it's gross and it's grooming <laughs> and, it's gross. and it's bad when he's like, has anyone told you you're the cutest girl at school? I mean, I felt drawn to you the first time we met. But like, he's saying it because he wants to right. like eat her, not because he wants to fuck it's her. It's still bad. But, it's but bad. then when she, wants to kill her. she shows up. Murder isn't as bad as grooming a child. It just it it gave me it gave me Lana Lex issues, but everything gives me Lana Lex issues. So that's not okay. You got thirty seconds. I watched Smallville way too young. I didn't know Lex Luthor was a bad guy, and I was in love with him. And also, I was a child, so I didn't realize that there was a problem that he was a grown ass adult hanging out with a bunch of fourteen year olds and gonna marry one of them. And also, way too many music videos of the love the way you lie, gonna tie you to the bed and set your house on fire. AMVs of, of Lex and Lana. I wasn't timing you. Oh. I wasn't timing you. <laughs> but that was good. Next time I will. But that was good. Next time I will t- t- keep attention up. Good job. Um, that was a very good 30 <laughs> second summary.
let's take a moment to breathe, everyone. <laughs> Stretch your toes out. Get a nice spoonful of honey. Mmm. Take some salt. Mix it in. Just kind of go around like a good way to like help with the plaque. I okay, don't know if this is true. My point. I'm assuming it's not. But was yes. that it's gross and a problem. Yes. But also, when she shows up that night, and he's like, "If you're not Sailor Moon, why would you come to see me?" How come like four hundred like teen really, girls didn't show up at that mall? Like not to. Every girl <laughs> in the city got those, and they don't care about this hard. They're like, "Fuck that shit!" Like all four hundred of us are going to track down and rip the clothes off of and but none of make them know out who tuxedo with tuxedo masks. Mask. Either I think if they had all seen tuxedo masks, except for they have to. If he's a yeah, he has plushes. Yeah, he has plushes. He drives buses. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That should be his new motto. Roses throw me, fish fear me. That's his motto. Okay, my point. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, my was yes. that yes, yuck, bad. But also, I think he was genuine when he said, "But you have to be Sailor Moon. Why else would you come to meet me?" And Naru goes for love. Oh, yeah. and, Naru goes, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, "Like, I guess fuck this like, shit. I still uh, need your power." But when he sucks up all of her energy and she faints, he's still holding her. <laughs> An alley sentence. <laughs> this is a very alley episode. It's not my fault. I didn't make it. I didn't do it. I accept no responsibility. No, yeah. I accept no responsibility. I think part of growing up, and if we can see that being evil is the same as being young, part of growing up is realizing the comfort and the warmth in the pain that we inflict on each other. That's what you like about YA and shit. And that's why vampires and teens are allowed Enemies sometimes. to love her all um, but the time. No. I don't think they were enemies. Like, Nara's like, oh. Victim to lover. That's more <laughs> the speed. But no, um, yeah, this is. I kind of don't like to hear that because, like, I liked Nephrite more. He was just trying to kill her, not trying to. I okay, ship whatever. it. Let's I see how they do it. it. <laughs> okay. Speaking um, of ships, tuxedo mask. Tuxedo mask holds open the elevator, leaning sideways. Leg up the elevator. Um, yeah. Okay. I did not realize. I did not understand. I was like, oh, those headaches are weird. What's that about? I, I did I not realize. Real quick, did not I realize like, oh. that Mamoru does not know his tuxedo <laughs> mask. Didn't realize it. And also, when he's fighting, he has like a power right? limit that and needs to sense. go. Like, like, I got that, but I didn't know he wasn't aware of it. Yeah. But, um, so we find out Mamoru does not know he's Tuxedo Mask. And I'm assuming that means that Tuxedo Mask also doesn't know about Mamoru. Maybe Tuxedo Mask like takes off his mask and washes his face <laughs> and is like, who am I? That would be great. Um, but yeah, pro- uh, who knows? Um, they seem like separate But so when entities, they get but, trapped so in the when- elevator and they're hanging down the elevator shaft and he's trying to distract Usagi, while well, he figures out what to do about the fact that they're dangling off an elevator shaft, she's ridiculous because I love her. She's confessing all I this stuff, her. like, "Oh, want to make out? I oh, like, I love you. Oh, me. like, or no, wait, where is it? Hold on, lies. Where is my words? 
I know I should be terrified, but I'm too happy about being alone with him. And then she asks him why he always comes to save her. And he says, I don't know why, but something inside of me always tells me to. And she's like, I think I know why. It's because you love me. Who are you under the mask? Don't tell me you're Matoki, aren't you? This is not the time for that shit, Usagi. Like, like you're dangling no. off like, of an elevator, Shia. Not the time. To be fair, that's the only time she ever gets this dude. This may so. sound strange, but I have the feeling that there was some kind of connection between us somewhere in the past. It's the, in the corner of my mind, but I can't remember what it was. So, we're starting to get hints towards whatever's whatevering. If you like Sailor Moon, you would like Comrider Deno. I don't know which one that is. That's the train time one. Is that the one where they have a coffee shop? Yeah. Oh, I got it right this time? Oh, I Fuck got it right yeah. this time? You, yeah, good job. Fuck yeah. Too sweet me. Yeah, no. Um, That's a big plot line is there's like a like Sailor Moon and like Mamoru thing happening, honestly, in that show. Uh, But no, uh, regardless. Mask wishes um, the girls would get along better. <laughs> then he jumps off the top <laughs> yeah. of the building. But he's literally just taking out on the landing right underneath them. Also, it's great. Ray is sick in also, this episode. Ray is sick. In she has a cold. Yes. She so cold. first, she's laying in bed, too sick to go meet up with Tuxedo Mask when she gets the letter. But then when she has to like go into Sailor Scout, she's wearing a face mask. Right. Because responsible society. Right. I'm gonna wear face masks when I'm sick from now on. Like, also when the pandemic actually gets over, which it yeah, hasn't ever been life. over. But I just. I thought it was, I thought that was an interesting aspect of it because, I mean, A, it's not something that we would see in, like, a cartoon in the U.S. And then also, like, I just thought it was interesting even before she was wearing a mask that she was sick in this episode because that's not something, like, you have to, like, that's, like, a conscious choice you have to make in the animation. It's not, like, trying to cover up that an actor got pregnant or something. I wonder if it was to add to the moment where Ami comes to her and tells her yeah. everybody got those notes. Yeah. Or just to have her not be around as right, much. Right, that and way Usagi actually does get her moment alone with Tuxedo Mask without Ray getting in the way. But um, we have two episodes left. Okay, episode episode 20. 20. The summer, the beach, youth, and ghosts. Which is the perfect episode for us to have ended the anime episodes on because I will be at the lake on vacation. Well, this gets posted. Um, so it's summer break, and the girls and Luna are going on a vacation slash sailor guardian training camp. Um, they get lost in a storm on the way to the house, and then Sakiko, this creepy little girl who lives at the house they're staying at, leads the way. The staff is all monsters, and Usagi is scared, which isn't helped when they see a ghost at dinner. They have fun time on the beach the next day, with Sakiko watching longingly because she's not allowed to go have fun. Because her dad hypnotizes her to increase her psychic powers so that nobody laughs at them or calls them frauds ever again. Um, He prompts her to create the ghost with her mind, but it gets revved up by her resentment and repressed feelings and grows beyond her control. The Sailor Scouts hold it off, but it's only defeated after Sakiko hugs her dad, and then she gets to go have fun with her new friends. Yeah. Um, I have some things to say about this. One, I like how it's full-on Beetleborgs, just like, Let's have a bunch of like people um in like universal monster makeup and stuff. Um Yeah, I don't know. Um what did you I thought 
was just a really Thank cute you. episode. I um we already talked about how she dreams of Matoki and Tuxedo Mask on the beach. And Tuxedo Mask is doing sports, water sports. Not like <laughs> not water sports. <laughs> He's not doing water sports. His he is What's not doing that. that He's one, doing windsurfing. I'm gonna go to bed now. He's not doing water sports. There's so many dudes. And then my other main take. I give him all a little bit of gold. Really big takeaway was that Ray also calls Usagi bunhead. And I I yes. love it. I love it. I think I could get behind Ray and Mamru and Tuxedo Mask and Usagi. I think that like puritanical society has definitely like downplayed how much historically it seems that like the role of like same sex friendship is just to like practice kissing and loving each other. It seems like it's like, oh, it's all right if like we have sex or like make out or whatever. It's just like fun, youthful stuff before we get married. Cause I cannot get over how fucking like tense all these relationships are with, like, oh, just, and they made out. Fuck love triangles. Just all three of them can get together. All three of who? The girls? The boys? All love triangles. Fair. Fair, I guess. Um, I did want to talk about, so there's this movie we <laughs> like. Called Apartment 143. Or Himurgo. It's uh, from 2000-something. Uh, 2011. Um, it's not great. And we watched it's pretty it bad, our honestly. sophomore year of college when I got really into horror movies because I was depressed. And then we watched it again recently, like last year. Um, Awful. It's basically Awful. the plot is this. There's this apartment of this family who recently lost their mother and they call in this ghost hunting team, but like a skeptical ghost hunting team to try and track their ghost situation. At the end of the movie... <laughs> The daughter is like in her room and they're like, ghosts aren't real. Your daughter just has schizophrenia. And she's in her room with a tornado of psychic energy around her, like destroying the walls. They're trying to like get her dad close enough to her to like apologize or say that he loves her, like stop her tornado powers. They don't say that psychic power exists. They say ghosts don't exist. But um <laughs> This is just happening because, like, you're asking for it's so weird. I mean, we watched it again. We were like, oh, we must have and it was everything something. we remembered and more. But no, they say, oh, all this ghost shit happening is just your daughter's schizophrenia. And it's and like there's a full on tornado and shit. And it's so wild. And they lost their they lost their security deposit and so like, bad. It could have been good. Like there there are interesting ways of dealing with it, like dealing with mental health in movies and dealing with like just the sexism of ghosts and witches and whatever and it's like it's a good scare like at the end there is a ghost though also there but it's separate the from way they did it was the so random and like not respectful to mental illness not respectful to girls like they not respectful the to a history of storytelling and ghosts and like i remember when i was little i was terrified forever of fuck what is it an american haunting because that was my introduction to the idea that 
PMS and puberty and girls make ghosts and poltergeists. Girls make ghosts. <laughs> girls make ghosts is a great new like collective like program you could do like a nice like well like rent like a lodge and you can and it's just like it's a very interesting and still problematic trope that if you do it in the context of all of these other things yeah. it's super cool okay. and they just yeah. did not care about it they were just like yep schizophrenic tornadoes but <laughs> to get back on track of the reason i was bringing that up i don't have anything else to say okay, okay keep going keep going Oh, that's what I thought. You were done, it seemed like. But, uh, no. Um, the whole point was like, oh, it's like, she's upset, so therefore, she's gonna make tornadoes with her mind, and like, ghosts and stuff. It's just like, it made me think of that, where it's like, oh, this dad's repressing his daughter, so she's gonna make, like, shit happen. And it's so funny. It's like, it works here, it's like, it's an anime about, like, shrine maidens and, like, weird aliens and stuff. So, of course, and it was nice to have an episode but, that was just like, psychic powers in the world completely separate from the dark kingdom and all the rest of that bullshit i forget how i was linking the schizophrenia tornadoes and the ghost it's the just same like thing little like, girl upset ghosts and yeah um it's a real like 90s anime no style guide like vibe though the way she's like dressed and this like cool cloak and everything and like on top of cliffs but no turns out sometimes you don't need psychic power to be friends. You want to tell us about the live action episode? I do. So episode five of the live action is called Is Usagi a Real Friend? Um, guns, anxiety, and meaningful small moments make a very long episode. So uh, the thing here is that um, <laughs> so Ami is just kind of like worried because of her horoscope. And then, like, a TV she passes and, like, some people talking that she doesn't have a real friendship with the other Sailor Scouts. Um, edits causes her to buy a book on how to make real friends and, like, collapse out of being too extroverted. And then um, later they have to fight a monster at, like, a mock test. <laughs> and it's kind of unrelated to everything that happened before besides... She was like skipping test practice basically to like hang out when she collapsed. And then they become friends. So yeah. Um I love this episode. episode I love actually I was I was really stressed out through the whole thing because it really wasn't again, it wasn't an episode about the Dark Kingdom and whatever Jada or Nephrite or whoever is doing. It was genuinely all it was genuinely all in Ami's head, and that's completely valid and real and when she collapsed i assumed it was like gonna be like oh she was nephrite's target who didn't know she was a like sailor scout but no it was just like she collapsed from like being an introvert hanging out to too hard too hard yeah which like kind of does happen <laughs> i feel like the episode title was misleading because um, it made it sound like usagi was gonna do something wrong and she didn't it was just <laughs> she didn't Ami's not used to having friends and she got in her head about it, and it was really sweet, and I think I love her more now. Yeah, and, like, the thing I love, if you look at stuff like um, my critiques of Kamen Rider Saber on, like, the, like, Raywa cast, or, like, my love of, like, um, Kamen Rider, like, Hibiki on the, um, like, book club cast is, the thing I like about 
about Toku is because it's working within like a limited framework and it's like more grounded because it's not going to be full on like Marvel shit all the time. Um, like as far as like production um, <clears throat> is a, you could be more interesting with stuff. Like you can go into details. Like you could do a fight scene around stairs. You can also do fun stuff like filming and how people do stuff on like a, a like street level. Like the constraints make it so you can do like cool stuff like oh you're walking and you imagine that you're on this like tv show where now like your friend has a gun is gonna shoot you <laughs> has a great moment though uh when she like imagines because there's like a show on the tv about like somebody betraying their friend but then she pictures that it's kusagi that shoots her and i feel like it's just because of like her, horoscope, literally right? just her horoscope said that she was gonna have a rough time with friends and then she walked past some teen girls that were having a hard time with friends and then she walked past on TV. On yeah, TV. I'm not really sure what was up with that. On TV, they were like, our friends like are they were getting interviewed asshole. by a news reporter. Man, your friend's that it bad? It reminded me of the scene in Princess Diaries when all the news reporters show up at the school and are interviewing um, Lana. And she's like, oh yeah, I oh, totally yeah, yeah. say that me and the princess like, oh, are yeah, best friends. Totally princess their best friend uh yeah um and i just like how like going they do like very good stuff where like it's like she's singing karaoke and it's like about like being herself and she's like gripping the microphone like she's gonna die that she like goes to wash off the makeup and has like mascara tears it's like oh wow this is like melodramatic but like Oz in a way that's accurate wishes. you know it could be so good okay 30 seconds okay 30 Oz seconds the great, the great and is a fucking joke james franco is disgusting and i didn't know that at the time but biggest disappointment of my life mia kunis looked so good in that movie the makeup when she's crying is so good and the tears are burning down her face and there's no fucking reason why she needed to be green the movie would have been a thousand times better if she just they just didn't bother making her green we still knew she was the wicked witch i hate that movie you have six seconds left. Also, James Franco as Alien in that Spring Breakers movie. That's the only time I've ever had to leave a movie theater in the middle of a movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if you don't remember, Ozzy and Powerful was like a prequel to like Wizard of Oz. Real bad movie. Um, and the plot. And like, I do hate the fact that like we needed to see the origin of the Wicked Witch. It was that she got scored by Oz or like got cheated on by Oz or whatever. Or, like, she slept with him and then he didn't love her? I don't know. He made Whatever her cry there. and she burned tears down her face and it looked so good and it should have stayed that way. And she turned green instead. Now, that's, a, that's one of those weird movies of, like, trying to do, like, a big budget movie that gets lost to time. Like, that's kind of what happens here, I guess, uh, in some context. I forget what. Oh, um, yeah, because, like, she has like the like mascara like tear and it's so much more effective it's like fun and um i like that she gets sick <laughs> from like being extroverted and then like usagi's thing is hey i saw you have a book on how to be like a good friend this is bullshit you know my mom can't sew but she can tell me books are we can bad. just be friends. Don't read books you can just be you and we can yeah. be friends maybe it's like a dumb or bad thing friend to say like not realizing it but like she's in a good place as a teen that wouldn't know more advanced right, ways to like, talk about that. And there's a difference between her being like, hey, I want you to call me by my fa- first name. Like, I call you by your first name and me and Ray call each other by our first names. You should call me by my first name, too. So, like, 
because we're friends and you should change your whole personality and do all this shit because to prove that we're friends. Like those are two different things. It's a weird cultural difference thing um, to be like familiarity is like calling somebody by their first name versus like in like a high school environment for like me, it was like being called by like my last name was like a way to build me up and be like, Oh, Hey, it's him. Um, that was kind of like like the like different thing here is like oh trying to get personal rather than trying to build you up or like make a myth out of you, <laughs> make the myth of I was gonna say calling Jack Kennedy Kennedy, but that's yeah, not. I think that's a different, that's a different vibe. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a different, that's a different vibe. thing. Um, I did have somebody named Jack Kennedy in high school, but that's <laughs> not that one. <laughs> unless, unless, unless. But yeah, um, and then they go to the mock test, and there is your favorite monster. It was really cool. It was like a Pokemon. I loved it. It had nothing to do with anything that mattered in this episode. It didn't even look like the anxiety of the episode. And it said its name, and it was just it was just a cute monster. And like it popped when it was hit, and they're mad because hey. Call us. Call us if you're fighting a monster and we'll come help you faster than just showing up later. And I like um that the ending note was, oh, she likes to be alone, but like what she learned was she, like she didn't need her glasses to feel safe or like unapproachable. Even if she's like not gonna eat with them, you know, or like small steps of like making changes that you want to make or making changes she that can like be friends are with Usagi and Ray and still have time by herself to be herself and chill out. I do want to see Ray kind of go out there a little bit more and be like more of a mess like she's been in the anime though because she's been like very good so far. No, I think we have a Ray centric episode coming up. I don't know if it's necessarily oh, okay. next month, but it might be. Let's talk about next month actually. Next month we are doing episodes 21 through 25 in the anime and episode 6 and 7 on the live action. Yeah, so that takes us to what we're doing is matching to the next Sailor Scout, Sailor Jupiter. And that's going to be on the September full moon, which is going to be the 20th. Yay. We'll record that exactly right, one week before. in between our anniversary and Dynamite. Hey, we're not recording on our anniversary. We're not recording on our anniversary. Bye, everyone. <laughs> I, I'm joking. We don't have to quarter anniversary. Just I thought it was right in between our anniversary and dynamite. No. Oh, no. Goodbye. I, you're kind of the most adorable you could be. But no. Um. So, where can we find you when you're not talking not about Not tweeting on Twitter at not Ali Sorrow. On Twitter at Ali Sorrow. You can find me um, at James Forge on Twitter.com. You can find the podcast. At Cosmography on Twitter and Instagram. There's Cosmography.com for all of our posts. There is Cosmography.com slash episodes for the links to different sites for all of our episodes. There is slash merch for all of our merch, uh, which all goes to charity. We take questions at podcast at Cosmography.com. We would love your questions. And yeah. I almost said you could uh, find me at <laughs> A underscore Cotto underscore appears. Score appears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Go check Kato out. Um, that's, just the, that's, a, the, that's the Twitter handle that's in my head at all times. Just a tweet at Kato. Um, <laughs> say la vie. Yes. Yes, we did. Today or no? Yes.
We did learn something. We learned something. It doesn't really we apply did. to you, I guess. I think I think Usagi said specifically that it, that it's for girls. But the first rule to going on a date: grab a clean pair of underwear. Okay, so that's definitely something boys <laughs> don't. Do. Also, she's fourteen. It's good hygiene. It's but more like you don't stink. It's good, hygiene, it's good hygiene. It's not like in case you get it's a man. What's the um, rest of the advice? I don't have the uh, other ones written down. I don't have smell good. The last one was perfume. Make, smell good. The last one was perfume. Make the five steps for like a date. So clean underwear, big sandwich. A clean underwear, a clean dress. No, it was clean underwear, a clean dress, lipstick, lipstick. brush your teeth. So you're okay. you don't smell? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, like brush your teeth so you don't have stinky breath. Um, and grieve. And don't leave Naru passed out on the floor when you and Tuxedo Mask run away. Don't leave Naru pass out on the floor when you and Tuxedo Mask run away is our <laughs> new motto, I think. So on one, on two, on three. Don't leave Naru passed out on the floor when you and Tuxedo Mask. Run Good night, away. Everybody.